Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Anderson. And today I'm going to be taking you all through the eight things that I think any bikini athlete should have before they go into their contest prep. The reason why I'm doing this episode is because right, I'm not going to be that dickhead on that some people say that, oh, I've had loads of people message me when actually they've probably had like one, if not zero. I've had two people message me, right? I've had two people message me asking kind of very similar things as to basic advice for first-time competitors and what they should be looking out for and things that they need to be implementing now before they go into a contest prep. So if you're, so it doesn't matter whether you're an experienced competitor or a first-timer, going to your contest prep, you're going in not just physically stronger, but mentally stronger. Let's get right to it. First one, time management. They always say, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. How good are you with organising your time and balancing all your work commitments, gym commitments, family, friends, yourself? How do you set up your weeks? When you go into your contest prep, more most likely you're going to be having quite a lot of cardio to be implementing into your week. So I remember last prep I had an hour of cardio every single day. Now that's instantly seven hours gone out of my schedule. So how you... How you manage your time will affect how well you're going to do in this prep and be able to balance everything and still smash everything that you want to achieve within that time, whether it be on the stage or off the stage. So how good are you with time management? Do you need to improve it? Is there certain systems that you need to be creating or changing to improve that? I look across my whole week on a Sunday before I start my week and I try and do time slots Obviously, there's a bit of flexibility around that, but I already know a week in advance roughly what I'm going to be doing every single week with room for flexibility as and when things kind of arise. So if you can manage this system now, you're going to prep a lot calmer, a lot more organised and hopefully get the better result. Toughness and resilience. How good are you at really when the push comes to shove, grinding, getting the things done that you need to get done? Are you willing to do whatever you need to do at any time, regardless? Does it matter if you maybe have to sack something off or not go out of your friends because you've got too much on? These are very, very tough questions, but this is something that you have to really anticipate before you go into your contest prep. How resilient are you really in the grand scheme of things? I don't think this matters whether you're a first-time competitor or an experienced competitor. There's going to be some sort of resilience factor that's going to be driving you or going to have to drive you when you go into this contest prep. If you've already done a competition before, you might know already what area or what situation that might come across that really affects your mental stamina. That might potentially deter you. Then start writing that down and start anticipating and coming up with your little playbook ready for when that situation arises. You know exactly what you're going to do. And you're not going to be putting off track and put into that fight or flight response. The worst thing you can do is not go into your contest prep anticipating most 80% of things that are going to occur. Obviously, some things you can't control. You never know what's around the corner. But anticipating and looking at where you could potentially detail off means that when you go into your prep, you know already where you need to maybe steer clear of or what things you might need to do a lot more of in order to get to that end result that you want. Number three, what is your relationship with your body? 
And I say this from a stance of objectivity to subjectivity with your own body. We can be our own worst critics, especially when you're a competitor. You're always looking at the aesthetics and the visual side of your body. But whether you look at your body from a very objective standpoint, so for example, I know for myself that I have quite a lot of cellulite at the back of my hamstrings and my glute area, and that does annoy me, but I don't hate myself because I've got that cellulite there. It's there, it's just something that I know that I need to work on. I know that I'm going to need to put certain things in place once my contest prep comes in in order for that cellulite to hopefully not be too much of an issue. Do I hate myself for it? No. Where are you in terms of your body? Are you able to step back and critique your body without thinking any less of yourself or thinking bad about yourself or feeling self-conscious about yourself? Where are you on that scale? Are there certain things that you need to start implementing? Are there certain things that you need to start doing in order to help improve your relationship you have with your own body? I said this before, but I think it's so, so important. Look at your body before you step on those damn scales. Because I know when I was younger, I would hate myself because I was a size 14 and X amount of stone. Whereas right now, I can one day I'm a size 16, the next I'm a size 8. It doesn't affect me anymore because I know that it's just a number. It doesn't determine anything to do with me. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a number. So how well are you from detaching yourself and looking at yourself in an objective view instead of looking at it from a hatred point of view? Number four, what does your network of people currently look like? They do say, and it's very, very important, I do believe this as well, you're the result of the five people you spend your most time with. So if you can think of five people that you spend your most time with, how beneficial and how much do they support you and help you and how much are you able to do the same back to them? That's really, really important, guys. It's not just take, take, take. You've got to be able to give and that relationship has got to be two-way. Whether that's just your mum or your boss, it's always got to be reciprocated as much as you can. The people that you want to be surrounding yourself with during this contest prep are people that are very open-minded, they're quite fun, they're quite positive, and at the same time, they're not going to give you any crap. So they're not going to be feeling sorry for you, and they're not going... Because I know that it can be very difficult. I had this last year. When things got tough, I went... I turned towards my mum. Don't get me wrong, my mum's a babe. I absolutely adore her. But... She will go into their maternal instincts and she will start to say, oh, you know, just take a rest. Oh, can I, do you want me to cook you something? But when you're in a contest prep, as much as that is lovely, that isn't what is going to help you get to that goal that you want. So who do you need to move into your circle? Who maybe do you need to slightly, I wouldn't say chuck out of your sort of circle, that's really, really harsh, but who do you maybe need to step slightly away from so you're in the right state of mind that I know personally last year as well. My grandma, again, I absolutely adore my grandma. She's a legend, a skyper, she's one of those cool grands. But I know that because of the generation that she grew up in, she doesn't, even though she does get the industry, and I've shown her certain things, there are some comments that she makes because, you know, she's old and that's somehow what old people seem to do. She will make certain comments and I know that that really did put me off. And I remember she said that I looked like I had an eating disorder. Nothing to admire with grandma. She didn't mean anything by it. But I knew when I was, I think I was two weeks out from that show, that really messed with me. And again, this is going to be something that you're going to be coming across. People are not going to understand 
what the hell you're doing and you've got to get that again get that resilience and know what you're going to be saying how you're going to deal with those situations when people come and give you these stupid comments because they have no idea what they're talking about so when you look at your network of people these are certain people that I would say that you need to definitely have in that circle. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whether it's five or ten. Your first one being your coach. Your coach is going to be the most important person in your life. Austin is my coach, and he's like the yeah, like the, like the other man in my life. I definitely do think that you need to have your coach set nailed before your contest prep starts. You need to give yourself a little bit of time to know how they work, how you work, and whether you feel that they're going to give you the support that you need to go through that prep. Now, I'm not saying they're going to hold your hand the whole time. That's not really where they stand. But they need to have some sort of awareness psychologically about what it takes to get into that stage leanness and come out of it on the other side successfully. The next area of that circle should include someone that's in a similar starting point to you. So whether you're a first timer or whether you're experienced, whether you're a pro, surround yourself with people that get you and they will understand what you're going through and you can relate to. It's good to bounce things off each other, especially when you're having those down days. It can be hard to speak to your partner when they don't actually really understand what you're going through if they've not gone through that process themselves. So look at who you can who's already in your circle or who maybe you would like to be in your circle and it's not a case of having a circle that's really stuck but you know developing that community and the people that you can relate to and make you feel good long term the other area which I know people can feel really intimidated by but I really really do recommend that you look into this is people that are way above you and people that you aspire towards they will help you set the standard you should be striving towards long term so if it means messaging that pro competitor that you absolutely love, asking her a few questions, or whether that's chatting a lot more to that person that you really do admire, start connecting with those people because you never forget these people have been exactly the same position that you are in right now. So instead of making those mistakes yourself, not learn from those mistakes of others so you can not make those hopefully those same mistakes and get closer to the goals and where you want to head towards. Number five, how good is your mental agility? What I mean by this is, how well are you mentally sharp to snap yourself out of those bad moods, out of those situations and get yourself to do like what you need to do, even if you don't want to do it? This is partly down to your routines, your habits, but on the same side, it's what techniques do you have under your belt so you know how your brain works inside out and you know how you can trick and work those subconscious thoughts to your advantage. Are you able to handle things when they go wrong? Are you able to handle things when they don't go the way that you want them to go? That isn't just down to luck, that is through mental agility and stamina to be able to deal with those successfully because when you go down, some of you guys will know this already, your brain will play tricks on you and you will be very, very quickly to go into that fight or flight response and be very defensive and on more on the impulsive. You can train your brain and your subconscious to be able to deal with those situations a lot better. Trust me, you'll be in a lot better position going into your prep and coming out of it and be able to enjoy it a lot more. Number six, self-reliant and independence. This bodybuilding sport, obviously, it's not a team sport. It's you, yourself and I here. It can be very lonely. 
you have to embrace that you have to love the journey and you've got to love every single part the good and the bad and at the same time you have to take full accountability and responsibility for you your results your actions everything you do it's not going to happen no one else for example if you're in a team sport sometimes you can let yourself go and someone else pick up the pace that doesn't work in this sport you get more entwined with being more self-reliant and independent expecting people to be there for you you've got that great network but there'll be times that in say they'll be inherently selfish they've got their own things to be getting on with maybe there'll be many times that you have to do things completely by yourself and pull yourself through those tough times So how good are you with being completely independent and not relying on anyone else? If you can do that, then you'll be able to stick out the tough times and the good times. Also, I just thought I'd interject as well. I hope this doesn't come across like I'm being super negative. This is not the intention at all of this podcast or this episode in particular. However, there are certain things that I think are really, really important for people to be aware of when they go into this sport and when they want to really push themselves and be the best version of themselves because there's going to be struggle, there's going to be difficulties, there's going to be hurdles that you're going to have to come across. Back into it, number seven, how aware are you of your relationship with food? Big, big, big one here. My personal standpoint on this, I feel like competing can either, if you're not too careful, it can create an eating disorder. Or it can cure it. There's been some fantastic transformations of bodybuilding completely changed the lives of so many young women or young males who have struggled with eating disorders in the past. But I hope it shows to you all how important it is to make sure that you go into this the best way possible and with the best network that you can have. Are there times that you have really bad binge eating cycles still? Are there certain things that you struggle with hunger and you kind of delve into certain food group? How aware are you with how you work in relation to food? Because when it gets really tough, there's going to be times that you're bloody starving. And that is sometimes where people can struggle and long term where certain issues with food start to arise. How are you currently right now? If you're in a relatively good place and you can confidently say yep I'm pretty good to go I know where I'm at I know what could be arising I know this about myself I know that about myself I'm good to go then I would personally say that you're in a fairly good spot if you know personally that you've got certain emotions relating to food or you feel certain negative emotions when it comes to certain foods or eating in large quantities or small quantities then my personal opinion on this is don't go into your contest pit right now. Take a step back. Look after your health, not just from a mental standpoint, but from a physical standpoint overall and your internal health. Take a step back. Look at where that might be coming from. Do a bit of brainstorming and then go straight into it. There's nothing stopping you. Even if you've said that you're going to do a show, there's nothing stopping you from coming out. Don't feel like you've got to go into your prep if you don't feel like you're mentally ready for it. I remember last year I did my prep in June and I could have easily gone into another show in July that was coming up but I just knew personally that like I felt slightly on the edge and I thought no there's certain things that I know that I want to focus on instead so I 
didn't go for another show, even though everyone turned around to me and said, oh, you're crazy. It's literally like four weeks away. How could you do that? Like, you know yourself better than anyone else. If you know you're not ready to do something, then don't feel ashamed to come out of it. But at the same time, that's not to, that's not an excuse to kind of go, oh, I'm not going to do it sort of thing. So what I think what I'm trying to get at here is there's a fine line between pushing yourself but there's a fine line between knowing yourself and knowing where you really, really, really need to pull the brakes in. And that takes a long time, I think, to really get in touch with your own body and your own mind and how it works. But keep that in mind and make sure that you, again, this is why the network is so important. Make sure that you have that good network of people around you so you know when things might, when you feel like you might need to talk to someone, they're there ready to help you. Number eight completely away from the mindset side here is finances do not underestimate how expensive competing can be if you're not sponsored and know that there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to fork out for and things that you didn't even think were possible or even needed in a show trust me have that little money bank ready just for those occasions when it rises because the last thing you want to be stressing out about is your contest prep and being able to afford your bills at the same time. If you're listening to this podcast now and you're not 100% on your finances, then make sure before your contest prep, you have your system in place and you have a strategy there and you are fully aware of how much money you can realistically afford for prep. Again, make sure you go back to the podcast of how to compete on a budget that I did with Danielle Noakes because she is a real testament to show that you don't need to spend a hell of a lot of money when you compete, but at the same time, you might have to not do the holiday instead of the competing, if you see what I mean. There you have it, guys. I hope that's been helpful. If there's anything else that you want me to touch on, please do let me know. I think that maybe my next episode should be like more the positive side of the competing world because I am aware that I do talk a lot about the negatives but I hope that you guys can see my intention with these episodes like this is to get people to be fully aware of what they could be coming up against and being able to mentally tackle it head-on and absolutely smash it. I want more people to go into their contest prep and come out of it the other side physically and mentally stronger. Hope you guys have enjoyed that episode. Don't forget that you can go on to www.notjustbikinigirl.com forward slash resources. I'm going to be updating that as and when. If there's anything that you think that I need to add right now, then please do pop me an email and I will see you guys in the next episode.